Hello and welcome to the Aviva Premiership Round 17 predictions brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, a YouTube channel, a podcast, uh, a Twitter account and a website bringing you the best in rugby predictions and opinion. This and today, for a change, these aren't just going to be me blabbering on at you on my own. I have got a fan, a man who probably watches more Aviva Premiership rugby than anybody else. It is Miles. How are you doing, sir? Hi, very well. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, yep, I'm Miles, Aviva's official rugby fan, uh, going to games each weekend and really bringing other fans special content that they can't find anywhere else. So whether that's going to the elite games or looking at the grassroots level of the sport and trying to showcase what rugby is all about. What a professional. He's got his whole patter down down straight away as to what he covers. Um, and what an amazing gig he's got. It's nice. A professional fan. He gets to get paid to go and watch rugby and then also gets behind the scenes access as well. Um, fantastic stuff. So check out his um, Twitter account. It's in the notes down below um, and uh, you'll get all of the stuff there. Uh, I'm sure at the end he'll tell us other places where you can get stuff as well. But first off, before we go any further, the beast from the east. Are we going to have any rugby this weekend? Absolutely. I think it was going to be some really exciting contests this weekend. Despite no Six Nations, I think, you know, each team is going to miss its big stars. So I think the likes of, you know, Harlequins versus Bath that come up first, I think, you know, Harlequins no, 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 are going to lack. Any rugby, oh, what about here I am down, oh. Here I am down in New Zealand. I'm in shorts and T-shirt. Uh, it's still summertime. And uh, I've just got a great photo from uh, from the loose head showing a pitch covered <laughs> in snow. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, Brent on the live chat goes minus 10 in the UK today. Um, wow. I mean, that's it's it's a bit chilly over there, I believe. Yeah, you're quite right. I'm supposed to be on my way over to Exeter later on to see their media session. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure whether it's going to even be possible to get out onto the roads. It's pretty bad here. I was at sale at the weekend and uh, that was also very, very cold. Now, also, um, earlier, I can't remember if it was earlier this year or, or if it was at the, the end of last year, Saracens had to cancel because uh, they had uh, play, um, play, uh, fans sorry, couldn't safely get to the games. But at yes, the moment, against Clermont. Yeah, against Clermont. Um, so at the moment, are all the games on or do we have or, or, do, or is there a prospect of cancel, cancellations, do you think? Uh, at present, every game seems to be on as scheduled. Um, I'm sure, you know, as we get close to the weekend, we may hear otherwise, but at present, Clubs are putting up their domes, covering the pitches, and it looks like everything's going to go ahead. Fabulous. And that is part of what has uh, happened recently is there's been a lot of investment in these grounds. Obviously, you can see that uh, blatantly at places like Saracens and Worcester who have got the artificial pitches. Um, so then they'll be fine. They'll just sweep off the snow and off you go. Uh, places like Exeter have gone and got and, um, and Wasps have got themselves the um, hybrid pitches now with, with the sewn-in uh, plastic that holds it together just like Twickenham has got. Um, so, uh, yeah, even with the bad conditions... I think we're going to, it's going to be good underfoot. We're still going to have um, some, uh, say, good footing uh, and good pitches. We shouldn't. We don't need to worry about uh, waterlogged pitches or, or, or pitches in a mess and big mud baths, except for maybe down at Bath, um, where at the wreck, where they still not had a chance to um, upgrade um, theirs. But that's coming in in the next couple of seasons. And luckily, they're playing away this weekend. And as you as you were starting off on, um, they're up at some um, Quins, and Quins have been through an absolute shocker recently, haven't they? Yeah, big time. I think Harlequins are one of those sides, though, that struggle the most with the uh, England international players going away. Um, great side. You know, they always commit to their academy, but this is the time of the year when they lose out most. Yeah, and the latest run, they obviously um, 
lost away on the road to sell sharks and it's a close one then i think it was really was that loss at home to, to, to wasps that has kind of derailed them because and that was a big loss i think big demoralizing loss up till then they'd had a good home record um absolutely yeah they were well, now they've slipped to four straight view premiership defeats you know that's that's hard to come back from and they have slipped down the table now and and i say before that they'd only lost at home one game which was against tight was against tigers um back in september and now they've won, lost their last two at home uh, wasps and falcons and falcons again not not necessarily a side that's generally renowned as travelers um going down there and putting eight, and winning by 18 points I mean, that's a it's not even a small victory that's not it's not even close is it no no that's a big margin and yeah newcastle are probably the surprise of the season they've been playing some really good rugby and i think now that dean richards has been there for a few years you know he's kind of getting his style of play and and they're you know coming to the fore this season yep um bath they obviously had had that run of injuries which saw them um lose a um lose a string of games but they've bounced back well now uh big wins over uh worcester warriors northampton saints both by over 20 points um before they traveled up to newcastle and, and lost. So I'd say Newcastle playing well though, um, and then you've got that narrow one-point win um, at home, home to home to Sale. So they're actually going pretty well at the moment, up to fifth in the table. Uh, is this are, are they going to come away with a nice victory from from Harlequins? Do you think? I think so. Um, with the likes of James Wilson back at fly half, I understand he's you know he's actually fourth choice, but having spoken to him after the game, he just oozes confidence, and I think he's a player that. You know, he's got size behind him and he, he leads from the front. So I'm backing Bath to win this one by seven points. By seven points. I'm uh, a little bit uh, less optimistic. I'm going Bath by five points. But yeah, uh, the ever since that um, that, that demoralising wasp, Wasps loss at home, um, Harlequins have looked um, totally out of control. They're probably, uh, they, they really need to turn that round. I'm not sure um, if their coach can do that, but we'll have to have to see. I say, yeah, backing Bath by five. Next up, um, the place you're supposed to be heading to, which is um, Sandy Park, um, top of the table clash, Exeter um, hosting Saracens. Uh, really so. looking forward to this one. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> no, no, go for it. So, um, I, no, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. Really looking forward to this one. As you say, it's top of the Premiership clash. Um, both sides have been inconsistent in the last few weeks, so it's really almost a test of their character. Again, Saracens are missing players, but so are Exeter. Um, but at home with the crowd, I'm really expecting extra to come out on top on this one. So you say you're going down there for the day. Are you also down there for the game itself? I am. Yeah, Saturday is supposed to be a really good one. Might be a little cold, uh, <laughs> but no, really looking forward to this one. And I think Exeter, very optimistic on this one. 12 points, I think. Wow. Okay, so I'm wearing my Exeter jersey. I'm an Exeter fan. But let's be honest, as you say, their recent form has been shaky. They lost um, away to Falcons. They lost at home to Worcester Warriors. Worcester Warriors, mm. second from bottom in the in the league. They lost at home to them 5-6. Um, Not a great game, let's be honest. Um, no. Lost away um, to Wasps um, before beating Northampton Saints by a single point at home. Saints um, have been in free fall this season. They're down in 10th place. Um, lost to 11th, only beat 10th by one point. Exeter really are not in a good shape at the moment. Uh, on the flip side, um, Saracens got done over at home by Tigers. Um, again, another uh, Tigers who who's who slipped down the table. Uh, Saracens getting done over at home that just doesn't that just doesn't happen, does it? No, no, hardly at all. I mean, you know, they had a five-game winning run in, until that match, and you know, many people might say is 
you're almost daft to to back extra in this one, as you say, given their current form. But I just there's something about extra at home and Saracens, as you saw earlier in the season, once their head gets down, you know, it can affect them. Yeah, and extra beat uh, Saracens by two points when they travelled up there um, uh, back back in November. Um, so. I'm also going to go for Exeter purely on home form, but not with the confidence you have. I'm only backing Exeter by three. I think that's going to be a a, a real tight battle um, there. And I'll tell you, that's a theme that I've got going through this week. I think there's going to be a lot of tight games this week where they could go either way because um, you've, you've got um, a next up Saints versus Cell Sharks. Saints, as we just said, um, going through uh, having a shocking season down in 10th, but they only lost by one point to Exeter. Um, they won the previous week. So it looks like they have uh, they've won the last two home games, actually, against Gloucester and London Irish. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they have turned a corner a bit, uh, um, even if they are still still down in, in, in 10th place. Yeah, I mean, Northampton are one of those sides, aren't they? They can beat anyone on their day, but they are just, you know, they've had a lot of change this season. And I think so far they're struggling with that. Um, with, you know, Alan Gaffney coming in, he seems to have turned the team around. And I think... You know, they're on the rise once again. That, as you said, against Exeter, they were leading for most of that match. And it was only right at the death that Exeter really proved that they are the champions and they came back with that grit and determination. So I think against a side like Sale, who, again, they've been hit and miss this season, I think Northampton are going to win at home. Well, Sale are one of these teams that um, they've, uh, that, well, they've only won twice away from home um, uh, to London Irish, who relegated already, uh, and to Worcester Warriors, who are um, second from bottom. So the only two times they've won away have been against the bottom two teams. Now, OK, they're playing the bottom, the, the bottom third team. Um, can they slowly climb their way up the table with their with, with their away victories? Um, I'm not so sure. I, I Yeah, again, Cell Sharks at home, um, a different beast to when they're away, mm. um, out of their pool, as it were. Oh, what a bad joke. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm backing Saints by three um, in this one. Uh, yeah, well. in terms of yeah score predictions, I think Saints by seven, so very close, very close on that one. Yep, um, still still only the single score in it. Then we go to um, Gloucester um, versus Newcastle Falcons. Um, here we have a team. Gloucester have not lost at home all season, so an easy home victory. Do you know what? This one's hard to call because of the European Challenge Cup uh, and Gloucester's defeat to Poe. I think you really saw that that's that's largely based on the fans. And when the fans aren't behind the team, you know, they struggle. And, and yeah, Gloucester had that seven-game un, unbeaten run at the start of the season. But now, you know, it's win one, lose one. And, and as we said earlier, Newcastle are a different beast. So this is, for me, probably the closest game of the entire weekend. But I think... Again, home form will prevail and Gloucester will win by seven points. So, again, this is one that I found uh, nearly impossible to call. Uh, um, Falcons have won seven of their last um, eight games. The only game they haven't won has been on the road at Saracens, which, as we say, is a place very few teams go and win. So uh, it's, it's no surprise they would lose um, where at Saracens. I mean, they beat Exeter uh, at home. Um, they... Uh, have also travelled and uh, done the double over Quinns in that um, in those uh, eight eight games. So the I looked at this one and went, well, how can you not back a side that's only lost once in the last eight? But as we say, Gloucester haven't lost at home, and they drew. They had a one draw against Wasps last weekend. Are we going to see another draw? Yeah, 
very unlikely. Um, I'm going to go with Gloucester by three uh, again, but I think that's again that's in some ways too tight to call. Uh, next up, um, we head into Sunday and uh, or, or Monday morning, my time. Uh, Worcester Warriors hosting um, Leicester Tigers. Uh, Worcester, ain't that lost to Ireland? Irish? Has that um, put them back in the relegation battle, or do you think they're still too, uh, they've still got too many points in hand? I was there for the London Irish Worcester game, and and Worcester just weren't at the races on that day. But that's very unlike them. I mean, you know, they've had five wins in the Viva Premiership so far this season, and that's all been in the last nine rounds. Um, you know, they beat Leicester at Leicester. Not many sides do that, and I think Worcester could could do this. You know, Leicester have been struggling again this season, and I think this is. Do you know what? This weekend is a really hard one to call. I do think Leicester are going to come away with Matt Tamua playing at ten. Um, Leicester look revitalised, and I just I can't see Worcester getting past that, unfortunately. So Leicester by ten points, but it's going to be a close one. The um, by by ten points, but it'll be close. So by two scores, but it'll be close. Um, the... <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be all all about the packs, I think. Don't, don't worry, we, we can give you a fence that says on it'll be absolutely fine. You'll be comfortable on there. Um, the um, yeah, look at Leicester's recent record. You say they've they've turned it around. Matt Tamir's looking good. They've they've uh, they beat Irish um, at home. They lost to Gloucester away, but as you said, Gloucester never lose at home. Um, they beat Quinns. Uh, comfortably, and then they went to Saracens and beat Saracens um, at home, which is, is is fantastic. Worcester, until the Irish game, were looking good. They got the win over Exeter. They got a win over Gloucester. Um, they've pulled themselves twelve points clear of London Irish, and perhaps they're just a bit too comfortable now um, because they are safe. They aren't going to go down, um, and maybe that has taken a bit of the fire out of their belly. Uh, I'm I'm also backing Leicester. Uh, I think Leicester by three. Uh, I think it's been a lot closer yeah. than you think. I mean, as you say, I think teams often struggle against the teams they, they assume they can beat, you know, and I think that was exactly the case for Worcester. They saw London Irish below them and thought, this might be an easy five points for us, and, and London Irish just came at them, you know, and I think they'll, they'll have learned their lesson this week. Yeah, and let's uh, um, Worcester have not have not gone into any games this season as favourites, well, except perhaps the, uh, no. the, the return fixture uh, <laughs> at London Irish in the first place, but that one really did matter. Uh, so the, uh, sorry, at home against London Irish, uh, but um, yeah, it's unusual territory for them to walk into a game as favourites. Uh, maybe they got uh, a bit of their mentality um, wrong going um, into that one. The um, and then uh, the final game of the round uh, sees Wasps versus um, London Irish. Um, Wasps up to third in the table. Uh, you've got to say uh, this has got home victory written all over it, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately for London Irish, you know they did beat Worcester, but. Wasps at home. Um, I think they've only lost one of the last ten Premiership matches at the Rico Stadium. They're, they're, you know, they're not going to go down easily, and they want that top four spot. So they're going to be more aggressive than ever. And unfortunately, London Irish are the side that are going to, you know, receive that backlash. Yeah, they've only they've only lost one of the last ten games. Um, not ten games at home. They've lost. Uh, they lost to. Um... Uh, Saracens and they've lost to Bath at home so they've lost uh, but yeah they've only lost one of their last 10 games uh, there has been that draw at Gloucester last weekend as well that loss was the Saracens who um, uh, so yeah so again one of the, the team the Wasps seem to have a bogey team I mean Saracens are a good team they beat most teams but Wasps really seem to struggle against Saracens for considering they're, they're a top side um, so with uh, with Wasps picking up that victory uh, and um, do, which can we see we, can, we, can we now say that, uh, that the top three sort of extra Saracens Wasps uh, pretty much nailed on for the for the playoffs. I think so. I, you know, 
Exeter, unfortunately, they had those those two games where you know they they were ahead by ten points on the table, and Saracens clawed right back. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen again. Wasps uh, are finding their form, and it is it's all about fourth spot. You know, last week it was five points between fourth and eighth. Now it's even tighter. So, yeah, I definitely top three, but fourth place. That's that's hard to call. You've got Gloucester, Newcastle, um, Sale could even come up. You know, Leicester. It's 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 going to be hard. Yeah. So just for those of you who haven't seen the table, um, extra on fifty-seven points, four points ahead of Saracens uh, in 50, fifty-three, who are three points ahead of Wasps in uh, fifty. Um, and if uh, the predictions go the way that uh, we've suggested, uh, that means Wasps will be overtaking Saracens, or at least even on points with them um, at the end of this weekend. Uh, we've then got uh, Newcastle. Bath and Gloucester in fourth, fifth and sixth, all on 44 points um, with Leicester Tigers uh, just two points back on 42 points in seventh. Uh, Sale Sharks uh, are six points off the, off, off that sort of that, that group um, on 38 points. I think with their away record, it's probably a bit too much to ask um, for Sale, too, too much of an ask for Sale Sharks to climb back into the top four. But uh, in top six is possible if a couple of the others um, falter uh, along the way. Um, and then below that, we have uh, Quinns uh, on 32 points, quite a big gap between Sale and Quinns. So I think the bottom four are probably going to stay there um, with Quinns, uh, Saints, Worcester uh, Warriors and London Irish. Uh, obviously, London Irish are going to be relegated down there. So that's how the table is. Um, and uh, so, Colin, I'm going to put 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 put, uh, put in it. So we've all, we both agree, I think, that extra Saracens and Wasps will qualify out of Falcons, Bath, Gloucester, and Tigers, who is going to be that fourth place? Um, so, so put, 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 put your colours to the mask on the mask, and we'll uh, come back and uh, review it at the end of the season. Who are you going to go for? Excellent. Me personally, I think Bath. I think Bath are going to do it. Gloucester, you know, they're looking really good under Johan Ackerman, but I think top six—that was their season's ambitions. That's where they'll be. You know, next season, they might be in that top four, but I think they're just going to lose out this season. Again, Newcastle, similar situation, I think. Um, you know, they're playing great home and away. Their home form has been fantastic this season and more so than usual, they're, they're able to travel. But Bath, they know what they're doing. They're used to being in the top four. And I think that experience is just going to show, especially with the likes of Tolupe Falatau coming back from injury and Reese Priestland and Freddie Burns all yet to come back. I think they're going to have a late surge to the end of the season. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I, I think that, that that history of Bath knowing to be knowing about being in the top four is, is so long ago now uh, that I'm not sure any of their players were there at that time. It's um, Gloucester. Their away form just is not good enough to get back get into that top four. Tigers too shaky. So I'm actually going to say that Falcons are going to be in there uh, at the end. So I'm going to back Falcons as to be the surprise package to go all the way. Um, a bit like <laughs> Scarlets and Connor have done in the Pro 14 over the last couple of seasons. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's my uh, job. I don't think they'll actually go 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 ahead and win it, but I think they'll 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 make the playoffs. So uh, yeah, a little um, little competition between the two of us. Perhaps we'll mm. have a little chat again towards the end of the season <laughs> as to to see who actually got the the playoff ones right. So um, let people know where they can get hold of you uh, and uh, find all your wonderful behind the scenes stuff. Yes, Paul. Um, everything I, I do, whether it's the grassroots or the elite level, is put on at Aviva Rugby Fan on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also going to have a blog 
on the Aviva website, which talks about all the amazing things, you know, what mixed ability rugby is all about, what happens in wheelchair rugby, death rugby, blind rugby. There's so many different formats of this wonderful game. And, and my objective is really to look at all of them and kind of just celebrate, you know, the diversity that, that rugby brings. And, oh, I mean, mixed ability rugby is fantastic. We, um, I've just gone blank as to who the, the, the team out of Wales uh, that, I, that I did a, a show with. Uh, I went and saw them play when they were over here on uh, for the Lions tour. Um, and it was great stuff to, uh, uh, um, to watch them play and then have a few beers with them in the bar afterwards. Uh, the mixed, yeah, if you can get down to mixed ability game, do. Uh, and uh, basically anybody who's willing to take a tackle um, is welcome to play uh, in those games. So please uh, give, that, give, give that a look. So um, thank you all for joining me. Obviously, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, at Driving Mall on Twitter um, uh, is, is where you can find me for a good old chat or down below on the, in, the, in, the, in the notes if you're watching on the video. If you're on uh, the podcasting app, if you're also listening to a podcast, please do obviously subscribe to your podcasting app. There's going to be a picture there on the recording. Click on that to subscribe on YouTube. There'll be a box there with my next video. So uh, do click on that and watch some more stuff and enjoy whatever rugby you're watching this weekend, however cold or warm it might be.